This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the game plan on the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Now, typically, I would turn to probably my left and welcome in the voice of the Sooners. Uh, But Toby is out today. I filled in for T-Row on the Bob Stoops Coaches Press Conference. So, and, and this is a bye week, too, so today's podcast will have a little bit of a different feel to it. I'm going to run through some notes. I'm going to give you some stats. I'll talk a little bit about how the Big 12 is pairing up against the rest of the country in the battle for, I guess we can hypothetically say, a fourth spot in the four-team playoff. Uh, get a couple of interviews and get out. And then Toby's going to rejoin us for what will be uh, kind of our Thanksgiving soiree later this week on the tailgate. So a uh, little bit of a different feel today, but still just wanted to make sure that we jumped on here and kind of recap the Bob Stoops press conference as uh, as quickly as we could. You know, it, it was interesting because there was there was really, I guess, two interesting things that came out of Coach's press conference today. And we'll share it. Gino Lewis, who was at the podium today, I didn't get a chance to talk to Gino one-on-one, but I did get a chance to talk to Jordan Evans one-on-one. We'll play that for you coming up here in just a bit. But two things, just to quickly recap the Bob Stoops presser from earlier that really kind of stood out to me. First, the injury situation. Eric Wren could have come back in the game on Saturday night, but Bill Biedenboe really liked the way that his offensive line was rolling with Jonathan Alvarez out there. So they decided to stay with Alvarez. Eric Wren's ankle looks to be okay. We didn't really get an update on Will Johnson. We'll continue to dig on that and see what we can find out. And then obviously Jordan Evans, who came up lame about the 30-yard line on his interception return for a touchdown that came in the third quarter, which at the time made it 41-7 to Oklahoma. Uh, Jordan looked great. Uh, he didn't have any kind of hitch in his giddy-up, as my dad used to say. He was moving around well. He said that it, was, it wasn't it was just a cramp, because if it was a cramp, he would have tried to get back in the game. But it was more of a strain. There was kind of a fun point where Baker Mayfield and D.D. Westbrook were trying to, you know, razz him, get him back up a little bit, and Jordan was smiling, and then when he tried to walk on the sidelines, he couldn't. And that was kind of when the joking stopped a little bit because you realized this is more severe than we may have realized. So the good news is, from what we thought the moment that he was trying to walk around on it in the fourth quarter on Saturday night, to where we are today, the prognosis is much more positive, and it looks good with the bye week for Jordan Evans to be back in time for the Bedlam showdown for the Big 12 title at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. The second, what I thought was an interesting storyline to take, was when Coach was talking about Oklahoma State. And it's the way in which the Pokes are being perceived right now as a two-loss team that Bob Stoops wanted to get into because, in his mind, he's looking at Oklahoma State as just a one-loss team. And it almost seems as if that's kind of the challenge that Bob Stoops has to the rest of the country to 
view this as a one-loss team. Now, just to kind of at least, for those that feel like everything that Oklahoma does has to be anti-OSU or because they're a rival, you can't say anything nice about them. Let me give you a spin on this. You want Oklahoma State ranked and thought of as highly as possible if you beat them a week from Saturday to help propel your chances of making the four-team playoff because that's the ultimate goal, believe it or not, is still out there in front of the Sooners, a Big 12 championship and a national championship. I know it sounds crazy. I know the rest of the country has already crowned Alabama, but if the Sooners beat Oklahoma State, and get into the four-team playoff, they've got a chance. they got a chance. So when you hear, I think we're kind of conditioned to where it's all about our team and any of our rivals, it's kind of anti. But in this case, in the way in which kind of college football decides who's going to end up representing in the four-team playoff, which is the ultimate goal, you want your rivals, you want your adversaries to be thought of highly by the rest of the country. That way, when you beat them, it carries a lot more weight. And in this instance, Oklahoma State jumped into the top 10 in the AP and Coaches Poll ranking. Now, depending on when you're consuming this, if you're catching it on the Monday in which we've recorded it, uh, or on the Tuesday morning in which the rankings are being released, there's a lot of speculation that maybe Oklahoma State might drop even despite their win in the college football playoff rankings. But, uh, again, the charge from Coach Stoops today, and it's not like this was something that he came up with overnight. Uh, He talked about it, did coach, after the game on Saturday. He views Oklahoma State as a one-loss team. Now we'll see what the playoff committee thinks about that, and we'll see how it plays out from here on forward. But those were two real intriguing takeaways, in my opinion was the injury situation and the status update on Jordan Evans. And then, of course, Coach Stoops' thoughts on exactly how he views Oklahoma State. Now, we're going to have a lot of time between now and the first Saturday in December to break down this matchup. In fact, we'll probably have about four or five podcasts before them. So in the short term, let's spend some time recapping what happened on Saturday night as Oklahoma improved to 5-0 and against West Virginia since the Mountaineers joined the Big 12. I love these stats. These were straight from the mind of Mike Houck and Carl Anderson, and West does a great job over at the Oklahoma Sports Information Department. OU's won 11 straight true road games and 22 of its last 24. This is currently the longest streak of Bob Stoops' career and the fourth longest in program history. The Sooners, in that stretch, have won 15 straight Big 12 conference games. It's the second longest streak in program history. It was also Oklahoma's 10th straight Big 12 road win. That's the longest streak in program history and the second longest in Big 12 history. This offense is rolling, guys. Oklahoma has scored at least 30 points in 16 straight true road games. The next longest current street by a Big 12 team is three, held by Oklahoma State. And West Virginia entered the game ranked first in the Big 12 in total defense. They were giving up 383 yards per game 
and allowing just 20 points. The Sooners racked up 485 yards of total offense and scored 56, the most points by a West Virginia opponent this season. And, oh, did they tear it up on the ground. Oklahoma's 316 rushing yards, the most given up by West Virginia. And the Sooners enter the game with 10 takeaways and 10 turnovers in Big 12 play. Three takeaways in the first half. Finish the game with four. That's a season high, which means Oklahoma has now forced seven turnovers in their last two games. Both Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan each top the 100-yard mark. It's the first time since 2008 that OU had multiple 100-yard rushers in back-to-back -back games. DeMarco Murray and Chris Brown did it against Tech and Texas A&M. And Saturday's game was the first time that Oklahoma had multiple 100-yard rushers and a 100-yard receiver since the 2008 Big 12 championship game against Missouri. The only difference is all three did it in the first half. And D.D. Westbrook, who is obviously a finalist for the Blitnikoff Award, 75-yard touchdown catch. We, we talk about Heisman moments. A lot of people looked at that and what he was able to do with the stiff arm and strong arming a linebacker and getting away from it is maybe his Heisman moment. It was his 15th receiving touchdown of the year, tying him for the OU single-season record. He moved into third place in OU history in single-receiving receiving yards, passing Sterling Shepard's 2015 mark. Sooners win it by a final score of 56-28. to Let's bring you some of the highlights of the press conference today. We'll focus on the players here on this edition of the Game Plan, and I had a chance to go one-on-one -on -one with Jordan Evans. All right, let's check in with the Sooner captain, linebacker, Jordan Evans. Another spectacular performance on Saturday. Jordan, first of all, your health. How are you feeling right now? How's the leg? Uh, I'm feeling good. Um, nothing major. Just, uh, I think, a little slight strain. So, it's going to be a lot of treatment and rest and, and recovery over these next couple of weeks, so I'll be prepared for OSU. How much does the bye week help for you getting back to 100%? Oh, yeah, the bye week helps a lot because, I mean, I needed it. I, I needed to get off of it and relax and, you know, it just gives me more time to prepare and get, uh, get, get rested. You and I talked about it in the post-game show, but it was a bin-but-don't-break mentality on Saturday night. You knew that with the elements it might be tough for them to hold on to the football, but uh, you guys did a good job enforcing turnovers. What led to that? Uh, just, you know, Coach Stoops made a good calls, you know, stuff that we practiced all week, um, you know, familiar with what their passing schemes were, and, um, you know, because we were in the right position at the right time, was able to force some turnovers. And that's uh, three straight years now when the defense has really stepped up against West Virginia to slow them down offensively. Take me through the interception. What did you see and what led to the pick six? Uh, I just I just saw, you know, something that I've seen all throughout practice. Um, so then once I knew that route was coming, I just tried to read the quarterback's eyes, broke on it. Um, did a little juke trying to show some of y'all my skills from back in the day, but then EB helped me to the end zone. Take me through how it felt. What did you feel in your leg as soon as you hit it? Well, that was about the 40-yard line yeah, whenever like it started. 30, it was like the 30-mark. It was just like a – I mean, I felt a little pop, and I knew it, was, it wasn't It was a cramp. So I was just like, as long as I get to the end zone, I'm going to walk it out and make it to the sideline. They'll be happy. I'm not going to get cramped up and then fall down and look lame. You stayed active, though, on the sideline when Reuben Hunter came in. I know you were hurting, but how important was that for you to continue to be there to help your guys out? Well, yeah, and especially when they started putting points up on the board, and I feel like guys' maybe mentality kind of got demoralized a little bit. But, you know, I mean, Reuben, Reuben was prepared. You know, I thought he played really well. Uh, and I feel like, you know, even when I'm out there, Reuben's very supportive of me, and I want to be supportive of him and also my team. And I feel like doing that is something that a captain should be doing. Bedlam on this field on your senior day for a conference championship, 
What's that feel like? What's that mean to you? Yeah, it feels good. Um, you know, my last game here, uh, and it's for a Big 12 title. I don't know what else, you, what more you can ask for. So just looking forward to it. I'm happy, and um, hopefully it's a good senior night. Congrats on the win, man. All right, thank you. All right, there you guys go, Jordan Evans. Boy, Jordan Evans has really stepped up as a leader. I've enjoyed watching him. He shared a, a really fun story during his podium time about talking with his dad and how in, influential and instrumental that's been in kind of his personal turnaround this season and how well he's played. And one of the things whenever he was asked, so what'd you change about yourself? Jordan said, well, I got a haircut. <laughs> and it was suggested to him by his dad. So Jordan Evans was great today at the weekly media luncheon. Speaking of great, our first opportunity to hear from Sooner wide receiver Gino Lewis, the transfer from Penn State, has come up with some big third down catches. Now on Saturday night, he only had two catches for 25 yards, but keep in mind the Sooners only threw 15 passes, but here was Gino Lewis from the podium earlier today. Uh, yeah, I got my mom, my dad. Uh, you know, got some people coming out for the game. Uh, uh, for the last game for senior day, so I'm excited. How was for last week? Oh, for last week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Actually, I had a, yeah, I had a lot of people come out. My mom, my brothers, um, had some friends, um, you know, come back from home. So uh, it was good to see them. <clears throat> you feel right at home with the weather? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm used to it. Doesn't mean I like it, but, um, you know, uh, just just got through it, and it was fun. It was fun to play in, though. I like for this opportunity for you make the transfer, come to Oklahoma, and now have a chance to win a conference championship. It's awesome. Uh, you know, this is one of our goals in the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, was to win the Big 12, and uh, you know, we have the opportunity in a couple weeks, and you know, we're going to practice and work hard to to, to uh, get to where we want to go, and you know, win the Big 12. Not for you personally, though, after making the the transfer. Uh, I mean, personally, it's it's, it's good, but it's a, it's a team thing. Um, uh, it's, it's about all of us, so uh, I want to win it for the whole team, and and uh, you know that's how I look at it. What does it say about the team to be in this position after those first three games? Lots of people were kind of freaking out after that, and you guys were just kind of curious. I mean, it just shows where we where we come from. Uh, you know, we had our bumps and bruises in the beginning of the season, and then you know, uh, you know, we got on a little hot streak, and we just been, we just we just came together after those those games. You know that we lost, and uh, you know we're just going to keep grinding out to the end. What do you mean? Do you just see the success that Penn State's having this year? Uh, it's awesome. Um, you know, it's, uh, that's 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 great, great for them. Uh, you know, they've been through a lot, um, and I was part of that. And uh, like I said, I, I I wish everything for the best for them. You know, after I left, and uh, but at this point in time now, I'm, I'm I'm focused on you know the Sooners and and trying to get get us to where we need to be. <clears throat> what do you think you've learned um, just about yourself through this whole experience of coming here and? Going through the ups and downs of almost a full season now. Uh, you know, it was just just great to go through all the adversity. Um, you, you know, uh, sometimes things didn't go all the way that it was supposed to, um, but it just showed you know how tough and how together this team was. And you know, at the end of the day, you know we love each other and are going to play for each other, and you know play for the coaches and just go out there and give it all we got, and uh, you know just be happy with the results. What have you heard about Bedlam? Guys talked about that yet the rivalry. Um, I haven't heard too much. I mean, I heard it's a it's a pretty pretty you know big rivalry game. Um, uh, you, you know, it's it's a lot of I don't know if it's hate, but it's a lot of you know competitiveness that goes into this game. But you know, it's 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 gonna be fun. Uh, you know, we're both going for the same thing, and 
you know, at the end of the day, we'll see who comes out victorious at the end. After the last two games, how much more hate can there be in a game between you and an opponent? Seems like there's been a lot of fighting. Yeah, uh, that's that's true. Um, I mean, uh, like I said, we're just gonna go out there and and uh, just keep playing the way we need to play. Um, uh, as long as we just everybody on the team, you know, they know their role. Uh, pay attention to the details, and just uh, you know, just play their hearts out. You know, the sky's the limit. What does that do for you guys? Kind of just the chemistry of the team, knowing that you know a lot of guys, you know, a couple teams now have really tried to just you know bow up to you guys like that. I mean, uh, we we like that. Uh, uh, you want to challenge us and 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 uh, you know buck up and and see where, we, where, where we're at with it. Uh, you know, we're going to come right back with it. Uh, we, we don't back down from anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, and we trust in our our coaches, and we trust in everything that we do that we're going to come out victorious at the end. You say you like it, but I, I guess is it good to be challenged like that for a team? Yeah, if you're a competitor, you know, you love that. Uh, uh, it makes you play harder. Um, it, it makes you want to, you know, go compete even harder and, and better during the game. And, um, you know, uh, as you can see last week, um, you know, it, it, it brought the monster out in us. So we just came out and, and uh, you know, victorious at the end. Were you guys the instigator on Saturday? Uh, I'm not really going to say we were the instigator, but, uh, I mean, we we did what we had to do at the end of the day. Uh, whoever was the instigator, whoever started it, however it started. I mean, it's sports. Uh, it's fun. This is That's the type of stuff. That's the type of games you want to play in. Um, uh, you, you love those type of things. You want to see that because everybody's competitive. Everybody wants to win. So, uh, um, I mean, I know I enjoy it, you know, especially being a senior, just being my last couple of games. Uh, you know, I, I'm all for that stuff, so. You feel like that people have kind of forgotten about how physical football can be on the outside. I mean, all they hear about is, you know, new rules, making it safer, concussions, all that stuff. I mean, it's almost a reminder last couple of weeks of, of how physical football is. Yeah, you know, um, the game has definitely changed a little bit, uh, you know, with all the rules and, and the targeting and things like that. So you got to be a little more cautious, but um, you just got to go out there and just play the game uh, and not worry about that stuff. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's hard to control, you know, those type of things, but, um, you know, the rules are the rules and we have to play by them. You think that's something that younger guys, when they come into college, that they're having to learn that they, they're not as physical as they need to be? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think uh, that's that's what the coaches are gonna, you know, teach their players. At the end of the day, the coaches are gonna tell you, um, you know, what you need to be prepared for, and you know how you need to go out there and be physical. But at the end of the day, you just gotta go out there and give it all you got and 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 play hard. Um, you can't worry about oh, if I hit him, I might get knocked out, I get kicked out of the game, and things like that. You just gotta go out there and play. You can't really, you can't really control those type of things. So um, just 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 play the game. That's it. For one more hey, what was your first impression of Didi when you got to campus, and how impressed have you been with the run he's put on during this Big 12 season? Yeah, I, I knew Didi was a, a great talent the first day I got here. Uh, when we did summer workouts and, and we got in the spring ball, um, he was always explosive. Uh, he always made plays, and I was excited to have him on my team. And uh, um, you know, he obviously you can see every, all the work he's put in during the off season and things like that. And where he's come from, it's all paying off for him. And uh, you know, I'm grateful, I'm happy, and humble. You know, to have him as a, a teammate and a friend. And um, it's actually his birthday today, so happy birthday to Didi. 
uh, wherever you at. So. so there's a little bit from a couple of senior leaders for the Sooners, Jordan Evans and Geno Lewis. And this has been a rather brief but hopefully informative edition of the game plan on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Don't forget, later this week, probably drop either the Thursday of Thanksgiving or the Friday after. Toby Rowland will join us. He'll rejoin us, if you will, and we'll recap not just the Sooner win in West Virginia from his perspective, the snow, the madness, the mania, uh, but also what was a crazy trip from him and going back and forth to Orlando. So Toby will rejoin us later this week. So until then, everyone have a great bye week. And until next time, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.